This program is brought to you by Bible Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. Her husband was dying. Her husband was, well, he was at least 20 years older than she was, and, and she had a lot of years left in her. She knew that what that meant for her future, and she was having none of it. So maybe the plan just came to Rebecca in the moment to deceive Isaac, her husband, or, or maybe she had you know, plotted it out and planned it out and I was just waiting for the right moment, the perfect moment and recognized that this was it. But either way, it seemed you just couldn't get a more perfect opportunity for this. She knew Isaac loved Esau. And so when she overheard her husband tell Esau to take his quiver and his bow and go out into the field and hunt game for him and cook it and bring it some of it to him so that he could bless Esau before he died. She couldn't waste any more time. This was it. Genesis chapter 27 gives the account of the events that unfolded and what she thought was the perfect plan to save her future. I mean, it seemed foolproof, right? I mean, if everyone did as she commanded and followed her plan, it would all work out perfectly. In chapter 27, verse 8, it says that she commanded her son Jacob to deceive her husband bringing her two young goats. Jacob told her that it wouldn't work, that he, that he would be found out and he would be considered a deceiver. But she insisted that he obey. And she would take any curse that he might worry would be upon him. And she would take care of the rest, fashioning skins to cover his arms and neck to trick her husband into thinking Jacob was Esau. Verse 11 through 17. And the plan had actually seemed to work. Verses 18 through 26 provides a detailed account of her covering Jacob with the goatskins and Jacob taking the food to his father and Isaac overcoming his suspicions, smelling Jacob to ensure himself that this was right because it just didn't seem quite right to him and he was not quite sure. So he went through a lot of tests to ensure that he wasn't being deceived. All the pieces of the plan seemed to work. And Isaac blessed Jacob. And Rebekah was set. Well, that was the plan. Until Esau returned from the field, looking for game for his father, to cook for his father. And Esau returned, and in the remainder of the 27th chapter, has Rebekah plotting again to protect Jacob from Esau, who pledged to kill Jacob as soon as Esau, as soon as Isaac, had passed, verse 41, something that she hadn't really thought of, Esau's reaction. So she had to figure out how to save Jacob and her future. So she told Jacob to flee to her brother Laban's for safety for a few days until Esau's anger subsided and she would send for him to return to her. Meanwhile, Rebekah talked Isaac into sending Jacob to Laban, her brother, to find a wife. Verse 46, to tell him and telling uh, Rebecca told Isaac, I am weary of my wife because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like those who are the daughters of the land, Esau's wives, what good would my life be to me? Esau knew what that meant. He was about to die. And so chapter 28, verses 1 through 5, we have Jacob agreeing and telling Isaac to go see Laban, 
just as Rebecca had suggested, just as Rebecca had planned, and all seemed fine. But remember, this was only going to be a few days, Rebecca said, and then she would send for Jacob, and he would return and she would have her future set. That was the plan. But she never did. She never sent for him. And that was the end of Rebecca's plan. You know, God's plan has always been for his people to take care of each other, husbands to care for their wives, parents to care for their children, and children to honor their parents, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And in that command, there's this obligation of children to ensure that their parents are taken care of, a principle that extends beyond the Old Testament and is repeated in 1 Timothy chapter 5. And that's the reason that we see one of the final acts of our Savior while on the cross, dying for us, he made sure his mother was provided for. You see, he was her eldest son. John chapter 19, verse 25 through 27. He did that. He took care of his mother as he was fulfilling God's plan to provide for us and for our future. Rebecca knew her future. She knew what it was, and it was to be with her eldest son Esau and his wives that made her miserable. So if Esau received that blessing, Rebecca needed a way out. And that way out was in her mind, Jacob. And so she devised that plan, but it failed. And it failed because it was flawed from the start. You know, it was a plan that was built on, on selfishness and, and manipulation. Those kinds of plans are always going to fail sooner or later. It's a sad account of a, of a desperate mother. I mean, although the scriptures don't reveal the rest of her life to us, she isn't mentioned again except for her death. As far as we know, she never saw Jacob again, as far as we know. And if she lived past her husband's death, Genesis chapter 35, verse 24, and according to the customs and the culture of that time, she could have lived out the remainder of her life with Esau, the one she betrayed, and with the men, women that she despised. You know, it's such a strange and uh, heartbreaking account. You know, something that we might expect on a, I don't know, made-for-TV movie or docudrama. This mother's failed plan. But when we consider what happened with, with Jacob's life, it's, it's hard not to be happy for him that he escaped her, you know? And, and you can't miss the obvious Romans 8.28 lesson. You know, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things, even mother's perfect failed plans, have worked out for his purpose. And you know what? It worked out for hours. And that's the key to a successful plan, isn't it? I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, all those plans that we make for our children or our grandchildren, the future that we dream for them, our choices for their beautiful wives or wealthy husbands, and their time in the spotlight or on the athletic field, and how those plans reflect on us, and how hard we work to make those plans happen, those plans, those dreams, but you know, the truth is that if it isn't a plan that will not get them to heaven, if it isn't in line with God's plan and God's purpose, I really, really hope it fails. And I mean that. I mean, 
I hope it fails miserably. I hope it fails terribly. I really do. Because we cannot afford to fail at this plan. We just can't. And it is for this. For seeking our children and grandchildren's highest good with our plan, with the plan for eternity and their eternal soul. It is for this that I bow my knees today. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.